Hello and welcome back to episode two of Florists Undone and you're listening with your hosts, me Gabby and who am I with? Molly, hello everyone. (laughs) Before we go on and tell you about our weeks and what we've been up to, I think me and Molly first and foremost just want to say the biggest thank you, don't we, to everyone who has messaged us, taken the time to listen and send words of encouragement and just it's really got us excited to record this week's so we, we are a bit overwhelmed aren't we really Mo, with what we've got yeah very much so more than the um one or two listeners we were hoping for so um, well I thought it was just yeah, going to be our amazing. I thought it was just going to be our mums listening to be honest <laughs> and I did us and our mums yeah. but it's uh it's far from that hasn't it so yeah it's Amazing. Yeah, it's been really overwhelming from complete strangers that we've never met, we've had messages and also the biggest compliment I think for both of us is fellow florists that we admire and work who we we love have been listening, following our our page and just, yeah, it's been lovely. So we just wanted to say a really big thank you. So much so, yeah, thank you so much. And I think the, the thing that I've loved hearing is, oh my God, this is something that we all need people who are in the same industry of us have actually said this is something that I've so needed to hear for such a long time and that's that's been really lovely that I've loved hearing I don't know same for you I suppose yeah one a hundred percent because that's the point we started this isn't it really because there's nothing else like it so hopefully we're doing it justice um hopefully we are recording this this is a little pre-record just because we've got busy weeks coming up moles on half term so we wanted to make sure we had the episode recorded ready to go out for you and it's valentine's day currently so happy valentine galentine's mole happy valentine's galentine's to you <laughs> lovely gab <laughs> are, you do- are you doing anything for valentine's day i think your other half's away isn't he working yeah he's away working so we came downstairs this morning two um presents on the table from him for me and mac my little boy yeah it was lovely and um tonight we me and mac my little boy are just gonna chill out and uh, go to sleep yeah (laughs) because he was up all night so i am tired yeah i bet i bet it's hard isn't it what about you you doing anything cooking up a storm no um we didn't even do cards this year um i know but it was a joint decision we at least usually do a card, but I think when we do cards, we don't just write a little sentence. We go in, we really write like yeah, long same. paragraphs. Essay. Yeah, and I just, we both just said that we kind of want to save all of those words because we're getting married next year. We don't, mm-hmm. when we do our words at the wedding um, or speeches or anything like that, we really want it to be I don't know feel in the moment I suppose so I said let's save all our words that we've got and do them at the wedding so that's the only reason I said to him after the wedding we're going back to Valentine's Day properly if if I had to save all my words for my wedding we'd be sat there for 10 years (laughs) you know me I don't stop talking everyone be like I'm bloody starving now like oh my god (laughs) that's really lovely though that's so nice. Yeah, that's the idea behind it. So, no, nothing really. I did buy my mum and sister Valentine's flowers yesterday. I just bought them some Aww. tulips, no red roses around here. Um, but, yeah, so, no, we've not we've not done much. But how's your week been? Because it's currently half term and it's stressful, I imagine. I know, yeah. I'm all right after I've had my coffee now and I think you feel the same, don't you, today, kid? But, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, just been outdoors and and having fun. It's just a juggle, 
trying to do emails, calls, and you know, give my time to Mac yeah. as well. So I do look like a zombie. I'm sorry. You don't. Um, not at all. I do. A mushroom zombie this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. It's been lovely, mate. Thank oh, good. You. All good. 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 How's your week? All right, all right. Um, not much to report, really. No weddings this week. I've got my first wedding in a couple of weeks. Um, so I've just been sort of, was in the studio the other day, just clearing it, making sure it's all, because I hadn't been in there since before mm. Christmas, and it just looked like an absolute... A dirty bucket. Oh, God, it was horrendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've been cleaning there. Um, I cleaned the house a little bit, just stuff that I don't usually get to do when it's the height mm. of wedding season and enjoying the downtime really if I'm being totally Good. honest I got all my calls done and out the way um so apart from that yeah just just chilling really I just want to say as well guys sorry if you if it sounds a little bit different where I am I'm actually at my mum's house um looking after my mum well our family dog he's 15 Molly's seen him already this morning I'm on a leather sofa so if it oh. sounds like a fart it's not it's the leather I promise mm, are you sure <laughs> or it's the dog they're my two blames. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so if you do hear any little grunts or anything, he's a 15-year-old grumpy little old man. So I just want to say if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. <laughs> and he current he actually currently looks like E.T. Yeah. He's wrapped up in a blanket <laughs> and every now and then he just pops his head up. It's quite cute. <laughs> so luckily I've managed to get him to sleep. So I'm hoping, he's like a baby. I'm hoping he'll stay asleep like while, we, while we record this. Um... Right, so we did mention on the last episode, didn't we, Mole, that this week we were going to focus, do a deep dive into floristry courses. So me and Molly have had a little chat before we came on air. Oh my God, who who am I? On air. Who do I think I am? Famous. (laughs) (laughs) We had a little chat um, and we just, again, want to preface this part by we are not telling you what to do. Me especially, and but I know we both feel the same, by no means think we are complete experts. We're still quite new to the industry. No. These are just our opinions. We're going to tell you what courses we would do, knowing now what we know, um, mm. what we could have done back then. We, we're going to tell you, like, talk about courses that I personally think aren't really worth it. Um, and then give you some alternatives as well, I think. Is that what we're going to chat about, Mark? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Things that we found now, which we had no clue about back then. So it maybe it might help some of you out So as well. Do you want to start, Mal, or do you want me to get started? Oh, you take it away, Stacey. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've, again, I don't know much. I've done a little bit of research before we filmed this, this episode. Um, and there's a few courses that I see around on Instagram there's some courses, I have quite a few people who follow me who I see in their bio, they're doing sort of the more academic side courses, mm. if you like, like the MVQ level, whatever, in floristry. Mm-hmm. Which, in my opinion, I don't think they are the best courses you could possibly do. I feel like... For wedding floristry. For wedding floristry, yeah. If you were to do it mm. in, like, have a florist shop, of course, I think... From what I've seen, they are a lot more traditional in their styles and their teachings. Um, I don't think... I mean, maybe there is now like a a little toe dip into the sustainable side of things, but I don't believe that they teach huge amounts on sustainability. Um, And everything just looks a little bit more dated um, from what I've seen. So like your traditional round ball of roses, like hand tie... um, 
and I just think they're great if you if that's if you want to know the the more academic side of things. Mm-hmm. However, I just feel again just my opinion. I feel if you've done that course and you come out wanting to go into wedding floristry, those style of flowers and those style arrangements and bouquets we don't see a lot of anymore so I feel oh God, no. I feel if I was to come out of that course having learned and perfected a dome of roses and I got a wedding inquiry that was a lot more relaxed a lot more undone I don't think I would know where to start because I don't know about you Molly no. but when I make those style well when I make my style bouquets it's not in the traditional spiral twist no. way no normal. so I feel like normal. you wouldn't really no. know where to go from there if you I can vouch for that because on my course that I did do just before it got shut off it was very much asymmetrical design symmetrical design you know this height this height this height and working in flower numbers and the dome shape which I did smash the dome shape actually on the course however I've never ever ever made one since really um no, which just goes to show, doesn't it? But I can completely vouch for that, that um, anything I learnt, wedding-wise, sort of it, I, like I said last week, it was cut off before I even practised weddings. Yeah. I've never, ever used. I've never used it. No. So, it's more traditional, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, the courses that I see quite a bit of on, on Instagram, and again, I have a few girls that follow me, ladies, women, that, that follow me, that I've seen their journey... I always go on people's pages and have a look like where they started. No one look at mine, please. Um, but a lot of the courses that I see floating around, there's probably loads. Um, the two that I've got noted down that I see the most of are the Bath Flower School um, floristry yeah. course and the Tallulah Flower School or Tallulah Floristry. I'm not, sh- I'm not entirely sure what the actual name of it is. And these are great because they... They're florists that have been in the industry for a long, long time, so they've got a lot of experience behind them. They know what they're doing. They are, yeah, they're a bit more up to date with styles because they've, again, been in the industry and they are still active in the industry, actively making weddings and actively teaching. So they keep up to date with the styles. Yeah. Um, And I know for a fact the Tallulah one I think it's three or five days you get with um the florist who teaches you there she teaches obviously the physical side of floristry how to make certain things bouquets meadows big scale arrangements and as far as I'm aware everything is sustainably made that she teaches you but she also teaches you the business side of things the pricing where to get your flowers from the marketing and things like that so it really is well those two I think are big courses they're the most popular however you do have to have a bit of money saved up to to go on these ones they are quite quite pricey I'm not entirely sure of the price so I'm I won't say for definite I think the last time I looked um one of them was verging on five to six grand for the course which I never did me and Molly never paid that kind of money for our courses um but I think looking back on it I mean I didn't have any savings behind me hence why I didn't do a course really um I spent mine (laughs) (laughs) but if I had have had that money behind me and known about these courses at the same time I think I would definitely have done one of those what do you think Mal? I agree yeah I agree and I think um if you know that floristry is what you want to do 
and you feel like you want to commit to that, then I think spending that money is okay. If you're very much in the know and you're undecided, I'd maybe hold off, you know, booking onto those type of courses because there's a lot of money to dish out if you're not 100% sure whether you want to do it or not. I totally agree. I think you have got to be 100% certain. You've also got to be super, super passionate and want it because it's, like you said, it's a lot of money. Um, I certainly didn't have that money lying around to just throw on a hobby or something that I might like no, to no. do. Um, exactly. But I do think they are, in, in the terms of, you know, the big courses that I'm aware of, I would recommend those. Yeah, I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Mm. However, I don't think they are essential. I'm going to say that. I no. really don't think they oh, are. No. I think we are proof of that. I mean, Molly did a more traditional course that got cut off halfway through lockdown. And for me... I literally think I was there six weeks. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't even call mine a course, if I'm totally honest. No. The two days I no, did, I, it, was just, it was just a <laughs> Word document. And all I learned on those two days were the technical names of plants and flowers. Mm. I learned absolutely no business skills... I mean, I still don't have no business skills. <laughs> Hedra helix. <laughs> and that's what I remember. A hedra helix. Stamen. Ivy in Latin. Yeah, <laughs> A node. Yeah. yeah, but you don't really need to, to no. Uh, no. know the names no. like that, though, do you really? No. So I don't think that spending lots of money, well, that kind of money, is essential. However, no. again, there are alternatives. I've seen, well... I'm talking to one right now, independent florists who do offer, on a cheaper scale, a one-to-one tuition day. And yeah, Molly, you me. you offer that, don't you? Do you want to tell everyone Ta-da. what what your day, yeah. what a one-to-one day entails with you? Yeah, sure. I actually think me and you put this together over the telephone, didn't we, when I launched it? We did, and I, it is. Year. I haven't look, I haven't done my end yet, but it is something I'm thinking about for no, next year. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot going on last year, mate, so cut yourself some slack. But we definitely, I think, you know, I think the reason why I did this and launched this course was because, again, like what we've just said, there wasn't really anything out there like this when we first started. And if you think you want to do floristry or you're interested in floristry or, you know, you want to do it as a hobby or you might want to go into it as a career, I just thought, well, how nice would it be to go to an independent florist and to spend the day working and living as a florist to get more of an insight into floristry and to sort of decide if that's something you want to go down the route of or not without again dishing out five or six grand Um, so it's a more so more sort of relaxed approach yeah, sort of. Mind you, they don't stop when they get to me. No. <laughs> it's like, right, let's go. Let's bleach these buckets. You know, all the nitty-gritty things that you don't see and, you know, um, that's important. So cleaning the buckets, making sure they're clean, learning how to cut and condition the flowers. That's a really important one because, you know, if you don't do the prep work, the flowers aren't going to live, are they? So, And people not, don't necessarily know about stripping down stems. I had no idea, Moll. I had no. to YouTube it. Yeah, and and you know, using how to do it and what tool to use. So when they come to me, they have they receive a toolkit, and they receive a lovely little tote bag and a booklet actually on everything we've sort of discussed and learned throughout that day. So they've got a reference to be able to go back onto. It's very professional, Gab. It's very so personal as well. I imagine it's even if I say so myself. Yeah, it, and I just think as it's lovely as great as the big courses are i think having a one-to-one day with a florist oh my god yeah it feels yeah they can ask me special 
yeah, it is, it is special. They come, they have breakfast, they choose beforehand the course. They, there's a flower menu that they can choose um, what they would like to learn. So um, they choose three different arrangements that they would like to learn. Then they would, then they would also learn how to make those um, then with sustainable mechanics. Then this would all then be in the booklets, or whatever they chose would then be in the booklets, touching on colour theory a little bit, how that reflects on different moods, um, you know, some names of flowers, again, like, you know, a few names of flowers that mean different words, like love, and something you might use for sympathy, obviously you don't have to, but again, just a few little pointers, again, that people might not know, that might be interested in the language of flowers, which is a different route you can go down. I think that's very, very interesting. I do. Um, the language of flowers, I'm going to learn more about that myself this year. Um, so, yeah, so that's what they can do. They can come, they have lunch. It's a full day where they really are thrown in the deep end of learning sort of how to be a florist and then without necessarily the price tag i think it's around about 800 pound 850 um without looking now i don't know off the top of my head but they have all these flowers they can take home i also give them maybe um some information on who they can buy from local growers or um you know sometimes when we have to buy from overseas who they can contact who i trust as a supplier uh, so i do give them quite a bit of information really so in your course it's not just the physical making side you do teach them the more sort of business side as well like pricing and where they get the flowers from that's great Mm. yeah yeah I sort of then go off on a tangent as I do and Mm -hmm. uh, give them more than what they've uh, bargained for really (laughs) (laughs) but then they can keep in touch with me and then you know if they if they're struggling they can you know give me a message or something and I'll get back to them and help them and, and you know, so forth, really. I think that's yeah. Yeah. a great alternative. And, I mean, personally, again, if I was starting out from the beginning and I knew of a florist that offered that, I oh my personally God, think I would pick that over the big yeah. the big um, courses, 100%. It would feel really special and personable. Yeah, it is. And it sort of gives them everything they sort of need to know the first steps without committing or to a course that maybe they might have to change their working hours for to attend and things like that um so yes I'd like to do more of those I just need to get it out there a little bit more to be honest so Um, let's do a shameless plug mole where are you based and how can people get in touch with you regarding a one-to-one tuition day well Oh yeah, so my business name is Blossom and Bloom, and because we didn't mention our business names in the last episode, not Dad, until the very end. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just talked about ourselves and forgot to even mention our business name. So I'm Blossom and Bloom, and I'm based in Shrewsbury, Shropshire. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or I do have a website, which is www.blossomandbloomflorist.co.uk. And I think regardless of whether you're near Molly, whether you're close to her in Shrewsbury or Shropshire, I think for the money that she's charging and the amount of skill and things that you will take away from a day, I would, for me personally, I would travel to get to you to to, to do oh, that kind of I? day no I would because it's it's you it's just you I get it's not a video <laughs> it's you in person 
your personality yeah. is infectious anyway so I, I mean I'd love to just spend oh, the day anyway no. but I just think it's <laughs> it's absolutely invaluable what you would learn and also being in yeah. your working environment people could see oh I could have something like this in my garden yeah that's it they can see the setup you know look at different vessels tools things that I don't they don't need to buy and things they might want to buy you know when you first start I remember going to shop going I need that I need this I need that and I bloody hell we had to buy a toolbox right so I bought this Stanley toolbox honestly (laughs) it was bloody three boxes tall honestly I looked like I was off building and it was on wheels and my mum said to me Mol what's in that box I said oh there's a pair of snips she said is there anything else I said there's a few wires she said why bloody hell have you got three tiered ones because we were told that's what we needed have I ever used it no it went in the skip yeah never used it so you don't need to go and buy yourself a big toolbox no I've toolbox on wheels I've just got a little a little um I don't even know what it is really I think it might be a cutlery organizer just tiny little thing that I yeah. take on site with me with wires tape snips and any like lip lip balm a snack pack of Haribo's in there yeah. but I don't have a massive a massive <laughs> massive toolbox um I really like the idea of yours more and it is something that I am hoping to offer next year I just need yeah, to sort that definitely. out but um so the last thing I've got to talk about on floristry courses noted down is um, another good thing, I think, personally, but again, something that I've never done and I didn't do, which I think, again, is because I didn't really know it was an option. And I think I was afraid mm-hmm. that people wouldn't take me seriously. Yeah. And it was um, asking to freelance, asking to freelance for florists or do sort of like an apprenticeship sort of work experience yeah. day or week with someone. Um, it's always great because you get thrown in at the deep end. You can go to florist shops. Mm-hmm. Um, do you offer freelancing model? Have you done freelancing for anyone? I have freelanced for somebody once. Yes, I have. Uh, don't know if I'd be in a rush to do it again, being honest. Um, I've never freelanced. But um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it, actually. Actually, tell a, li- tell a lie. I have got one coming up in May with a lovely florist, local florist, who's got a big wedding, and I said I'd lend a helping hand. And I'm looking forward to that, to be fair. Yeah. Um, because I haven't got anything booked around that, so that would be nice. But I don't think it's something I would actively advertise myself as doing uh no but never say never I just probably don't know enough about it really at this point what about um what about freelancers coming to work for you have you ever had a freelancer come and help you on a wedding Mm. setup or the week leading up to it yes I have I've had three people um come and help me and they have been I'm laughing because I'm laughing because that's the one I flew fell over the fire pit with um (laughs) Oh, poor, poor person. Um, but, <laughs> but I, I have, yes, I have had three people and um, they have been fantastic. And, and my God, really, it has made a difference because they've been very, very, very big weddings and a small time frame to be set yeah. up by. Quick change around. So there's no way. I definitely couldn't have done that big one on my own, trying to carry everything. Um, so, yeah. But it's not something I use 
would use all the time and I've only got a select few people that I would call on some are family some are friends and one is a person that would like to get into floristry yeah. so um yeah what about you um I've personally never freelanced I have been asked to freelance a couple times but that was sort of I think last year mainly um and I I, mm. I couldn't I couldn't do it no. um for personal reasons I think um Mm. well I'm here to be honest I was alongside doing floristry I was a full-time carer as well um for my dad Mm. so I couldn't freelance willy-nilly because any spare time that I wasn't making a wedding I had to be with my dad um equally the same as in I didn't have freelancers working for me or offer work experience to people I have had and I still get actually quite a few messages asking mm. you know I have people say oh, I'd love to learn some experience from you or mm. learn your expertise I, I again I don't claim or think I'm an expert so I feel a bit uncomfortable teaching yeah, I know what you mean. people yeah. just because I don't feel I'm not a very confident person full stop and I don't feel confident enough to teach people yet or have them come to my studio but also last year again I couldn't have anybody come to me just because I had to be available to if my mum rang Mm. me I had to be available to leave at the drop of a hat and just stop what I was doing and again because my studio is home-based it's mm-hmm, a bit same. of a yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit of a privacy thing, I think, because it's mm. it's my home. To get to my studio, you have to walk through my house. Um, oh yeah, you do. And I you? just think it's a bit of a a privacy thing for me. It's not that I'm secretive with my skills at all. My studio is not massive. It, with two people in there, it feels it feels full already. Um, it's not that I don't want to share my skills. If you if you have a question about anything, I'm. I would hope people would vouch for me that I'm more than happy to tell you how I've made something or give you any advice. Um, but just at the moment, I don't think I have the space to offer work experience. People yeah. come to me or freelancing in my studio, really. And same as you, Molly, on setups, I'm nine times out of ten, I've got my fiance with me because he's really tall. He can lift heavy yeah, things. That's good. And also, I am a perfectionist, so I like anything yeah, that goes wrong. I like it to be the only responsibility on my shoulders. I because if something goes wrong, I'm yeah. the only person to blame. That there's no one else to pass yeah, it off onto. Right. Um, it's something I may offer in the future if my circumstances yeah. change. Like I get a much bigger studio that's and you know completely disattached from my house, and you don't even have to see my house or anything like that. Um, but just for now, it's not something that I offer on a freelance basis however like I said I I am wanting to hopefully do one-to-one days like Molly does yeah they are lovely they are lovely because you can build that connection and then absolutely interested and they want to come and do a bit of a day with you whilst you're setting up a wedding is you just it's just one of them ones you've got to weigh up isn't it you know if it's an intense day maybe it's not the best one that they start off on um she wouldn't want to make them feel uncomfortable I think it's just sort of playing it all by ear. Oh, and I, I do get stressed. <laughs> and I, I, I mm. don't know how I can... Do you? I haven't seen that yet. Have you not? Only when you're flapping about the dog before. Yeah, yeah. But on a wedding setup, um, it's funny. I mean, when we go on to our questions that, that we've got from, from listeners, there's one on it that mentions about me being very calm. And I told my fiancé, I said, oh... I've had this question and then he just started absolutely wetting himself because he said, God, if they only knew what it's like the morning of loading the car and getting to that venue. Oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> yes, I am like a sergeant major operation oh, in me our too. household. Me too. It's like, Mac, 
we are loading the van. You know, do not let the dog out the back gate. Ben, come on, help me. And he's like, right, okay. We're like marching across the... <laughs> trying to get the van filled. And, oh, bless him. And then they, once I'm in the van, they wave me off. I think they think, thank God, she's gone for a couple of hours. <laughs> they do wave me off very big. <laughs> oh yeah, so I God. just think, I, th- I think having a freelancer the morning of a wedding setup I think I would oh, have to no, learn I wish it upon them well yeah that that's what I mean it's not because I I don't want them to see what I'm doing it's because I don't think I'm a very nice person to be around the morning of a wedding because I'm so stressed <laughs> so stressed that if you ask me to help you know <laughs> I'm busy that day <laughs> I'm brushing my hair <laughs> Um, so I, th- I mean I think that's all we've got to speak about on floristry courses I, I, mm. I mean again it's just our opinions we hope if you are thinking about going into floristry you've taken something away from that but again yeah, we are definitely. we are here for any questions so if, if yeah. you think we've missed anything yeah absolutely oh because we do now have this is a, a, the ending segment, but I'll say it now. We have set up our own Instagram page for the florist, for the florist, for the podcast. Yes. What's it called, Molly? Florist, at florist, undone. And we... That right? That's right. It is, florist, undone. Yeah, yeah. So the logo yeah, is um, our pink background with the florist undone in yellow. So hopefully you'll be able to find us. We've had a few follows on there already, which is great. And... On there, we'll be posting sort of tips and tricks or anything that we think might be helpful, but also the things that we speak in the episodes. Like, I think we've already posted our first weddings that we spoke about on the first episode. So you can sort of see, you've got an image to go with the podcast, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Why was I talking about our Instagram? I can't remember. I don't know. That's my little <laughs> job in the morning sometimes. Yeah, it isn't is because Mol- I can do that. One. Molly's primarily in charge of the Instagram because I'm rubbish at posting anyway on my own page. So Molly's taken charge on that, and I am more than happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'm happy that you plan out these um, little sessions. So what going on to that then? What were we talking about? Questions. So questions, yeah. So I put out... Oh, questions via Instagram. Sorry to interrupt. There we go. Ask us a question via the Instagram. That was it. That's why I mentioned the Instagram. So if if you do have any questions on floristry courses that we haven't covered or you think we've missed something or you don't agree with us, we're happy, like we said in our introduction, this is an open conversation. We're happy to have a conversation with you. Um, just pop us a message on there and it, me and Molly are both on that account so we'll you'll probably get us both replying to you to be honest (laughs) um okay so let's leave that segment there okay molly so we had some i put up on my business page and i think we put it on the florist and um instagram as well a little question box because we did mention in the first episode that we're here for any questions and we'd really love you to write in with anything or anything you want to hear us discuss on the podcast and we've had quite a few in so I've gone through yeah. them all this morning and narrowed them down. We had a little discussion, didn't we, of the ones that we want to answer because we can't answer them all in this one because we'll be here for probably another two hours. But we are going to take a few from the questions that we got. So let me just get my notepad ready here. So your clipboard with your... my clipboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of the questions that we got was um, from a girl called Molly. Not this Molly, but 
that we're talking to. No, it's not me. I think <laughs> it's actually one of my upcoming brides for next year. I think. I might have got that totally wrong. But Molly asked us, um, I would love to hear what goes into prepping the wedding right from the start all the way through to the big day. So I thought this mm-hmm. would be a really good one for people to know if they're thinking about inquiring with us for their weddings, Molly. What is the process for each of us from the very first point of contact all the way through to the big day? So do you, do you okay. want to tell people your process? Yeah, we do it differently, don't we? do. We? So, um, and, they, and they both work for us, really. Yeah. Um, so my one is they, uh, you know, couples will fill in the submission form on the website and then, um, which can be found under the wedding section, that then gets emailed to me. I will get back to you ASAP to um, to let you know whether I have that date available. And if I do, then I'll co- then we'll schedule a telephone call um, just to sort of gauge a little bit more information. And from there, then I'll be able to put you um, a quote together, email that across with a mood board, just to sort of visualize things a little bit more along with terms and conditions. Then um, if you wanted to book me, you'll see how to do that and then from the booking process then we will arrange a site visit and to the venue if needed it's not always necessary but if people want to do that they can and then um, sometimes people might want to come to the studio as well just to talk about things or if they're struggling to visualize things you know they can come here and see different vessels types of ribbons and then, um, and then from there, then we will be in contact via email, telephone call if needed. But the finalisation is done ten, eight to ten weeks before the wedding. Um, and then I'll just explain the process then of what happens on the wedding morning, and the day after the wedding too, the clear down process. So yeah, it's very straightforward, very stress free. Always had lovely feedback, and um, that's how I run it. And I feel like that's how it works for me at this moment in time. Yeah. Uh, what about what about you everyone's different aren't they like that works for molly Mm. um but my approach is a similar but a bit different i think so in the same way molly has a submission form i have a submission form on my website which is like the initial point of contact and i think on there it's got you fill in your wedding date your email address phone number um i've got a bit on there about budget as well i do note my yeah, minimum same. spend um, and then there's a box where you could put any mm-hmm. questions so that comes through to me and I say please allow for seven working days just because if it is height of wedding season it does take me a week to prep um That's but good. I just I don't want to seem ignorant so I think if I give myself a seven day window hopefully people don't think I'm ignorant so then when I get that um, submission form through I then contact you via email and I say thank you very much I am available or no I'm sorry I'm fully booked if I am available I will ask you for a bit more detail so I want full venue address I want um, if you've got an idea about what you're wanting along with any quantity so bridal how many bridesmaids buttonholes what table centers and how many table centers it doesn't matter if you don't know exactly what arrangement you're looking for but I just ask for the basics any statement arrangements I want your colour scheme or theme if you're going for a particular theme. Um, Your max desired budget, that's one thing I put on there as well. If you don't have a clue, that's fine. But I want to know what's the maximum you're willing to spend. Um, And then I always ask for any sort of inspiration pictures. If you've seen them on Instagram or if you've got a Mm. Pinterest board saved, send that over to me because it just helps me to see your vision and feel for the day. So then once I get that back, I look through everything. I then send you an itemised quote estimation. And I do explain because nine times out of 10, it's a year or a year and a half to two years in Mm. advance. I say that these are my starting from prices. 
they are subject to change due to the market prices rising due to everything and, and inflation um, but just to give you a yeah. rough idea here's an itemized quote you can add everything up and see whether it's comfortable within your budget if you decide it is and you would like to book me as a florist you then contact me I send a booking form over along with my um, terms and conditions in the contract and then I book in a, con- a phone consultation so I don't actually speak to anybody until I have been booked and I think, again, previously when I was a full-time carer, I didn't have the time to have a phone call. And also, uh, sorry, before people booked me. And for me, personally, this is the reason I do it, is because when you have a phone call with someone, or when I have a phone call with someone, and I'm sure you do, Mole, I go into a lot of detail. I've already spent Mm, sort of like an hour before... Mm. I have the phone call with you sketching out designs finding pictures going through everything that I think would work within your budget things we could push things I think we could get rid of and that's Mm -hmm. my time so I include that (laughs) within the quotation within the quotation price my call is included within that quotation price because I no one wants to work for free that's why I keep telling you you should charge for your phone calls (laughs) I'm I think I'm a bit of a mug there, guys. Uh, I think my you're, booking process... You're too kind. slightly too bloody kind, <laughs> hey? But, um, but it's, no, it's that, true, isn't fair, it? Gab, that makes sense. Oh, it bloody well is. And I do do a lot of work beforehand. And it's not very often I have people say no, but... If you do have someone turn say around and no, say no, then you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, why did I spend all that time for fuck's sake for free yeah so pay make them pay molly yes um mine might change going forward (laughs) so yeah on that note (laughs) so so once we've had our first call i will then send over a more detailed quote once i've figured out flowers that they love if they're in season i know everything Mm. down everything that we speak about that phone call can last an hour to an hour and a half sometimes because i want to get as much detail and depth as possible i then rejig the quote um if i feel it needs it if we've gone bigger or smaller I put down every detail, whether they want wrapped ribbon, whether they want flowing ribbon, whether they want twine, everything goes into that, that, that quote, and then that gets sent over to them. And then I say, well, you've booked me now. So that was our initial phone call. We can go back and forth. This document can be chopped and changed on both our ends. This is our form of like our base, our base where we can change things. Yeah. I check in with them every now and again. I always say I'm here and I'm I'm available if you need me. We then have another call sort of eight uh, eight weeks before the wedding just to check everything's the same check no bridesmaids have been dropped no one's fallen out with anybody because that has happened to me before um and then I say I'm available right up until the day of your wedding so I only have two phone calls with them and that seems to work great for me yeah yeah and me actually so that's that's my process basically and then once I get the flowers in so prepping through to the big day say for example if your wedding is on a Saturday I will probably order my flowers with my supplier the previous Saturday slash Sunday they will arrive to me then on the Tuesday they'll come to me on the Tuesday I will condition everything on the Tuesday Wednesday I sort of go through separate everything into buckets bridal bouquet all the bridesmaids are separated into 
their mm-hmm. individual buckets statement features everything we like that we do i ring you and say look at this they've sent the wrong bloody color i can't believe this or mm-hmm. look how beautiful these the flowers <laughs> look how gorgeous mm. these flowers oh no are. way i've got yeah. them that's what we get no way no way I've, oh, I've got exactly the same flowers <laughs> so then Wednesday is spent sort of organizing everything so that then Thursday morning bright and early I can go in I tend to make all of my personals first bridesmaids bridal buttonholes because they can all sit in water I then get all my wraps prepped so boxes that are going to be delivered in Friday I make any sort of table arrangements big statement features or pack things away that I know I'm going to have to make on site load the van Friday night and then Saturday morning we're off to the wedding. So that's my process from start oh, load to finish. On Friday. Yeah, if I can. That's good. I don't in load the summer I don't. In the Friday. summer I don't load Friday. No. I late leave it till the latest I can possibly pack it into the car. Saturday yeah, Saturday morning mine is But that's that that's always. my process from start to finish. So That's I good. It's very that, similar from I hope that's answered your question. From the end. Another question is from another Molly. I promise it's not... I thought I was the only Molly. I promise it's not this Molly, guys. (laughs) No, I haven't got that much time on my hands. Um, And she's asked two questions, but I thought we could do both of them sort of together. So the first question that Molly asked was, how to start your own business and any tips, please? And she also asked, um, what's your best advice you've ever been given in floristry? Any tips, tricks of the trade that you would like to pass on? So, Molly, do you want to take it away? How to, how do you start a business in floristry? Well, you've got to um, believe in yourself to start off with. You've got to be passionate about wanting to start a business within floristry. And you've got to go in guns blazing and really, really give it a good bash because people aren't going to come knocking on your door saying, oh, hiya, I've heard you started a floristry business, can I buy some flowers? Because that's not going to happen. Um, You know, you've got to go out there and you've got to be different to maybe what's around your local area and be true to yourself. Yeah, I I agree. I think, again, I didn't have a clue how to start my own business. Not a clue. Um, I started off, I was a limited company. I now know that that was a mistake and I should be just a sole trader. So I've changed that. I think I changed that towards the middle of last year, didn't I? I think I talking to you about it yeah you did so I think educate yourself because I did not (laughs) so um Mm. (laughs) I think on the business side of things I'm not the on the technical side I'm not the best person to ask all I would say is from a visual point I think Instagram is great I think getting a really good website Mm. set up um if you're gonna spend money on getting your business set up definitely spend it on marketing on graphic design get a decent Mm. logo something that's different that catches people's eye um know what people like to see so in terms of taking images I remember at one point it was all the trend and I think it still is but when I was doing weekly flowers the trend was to create a big bouquet but like sort of have your back to a wall wasn't it and have the bouquet sort of covering your head that seemed Mm. to be really popular at one point um but wedding flowers I think people want to see the overall look of the bouquet it really helps Mm. I get a lot more likes actually on Instagram when I use professional photographers pictures that have been given to me after yeah. the wedding but I'm going to talk about photographers in another episode I think um because mm. I've got quite a bit to say 
Um, so I just think making sure everything looks nice and like Molly said, you have to be passionate to start a business. If you're not passionate, yeah. if you're going to, into it half-hearted or thinking this is just going to be a hobby, then that's all it's it will be. Work. It will never be a successful business. Mm. So I think give it give it your all really. Um, and any advice, the best advice we've been given in floristry, um, I don't know about you, I've never been given any advice from anyone. And that's me no, being honest. The advice I was given, m- my advice I was given was negative, and it really shut me what down. What was your advice? Um, from a, well, I spoke to a florist um, years ago, and I said, "Oh, I've just enrolled myself. I was so excited for my little boy in the pushchair. I'd been and brought flowers from them, and I said, I'm going to start a floristry course. I finally decided what I want to do, and the she said to me." don't bother wasting your time it's not going to make you any money and it won't be a success oh that's what she said to me after i just spent about 80 quid on flowers and i thought oh right so it really made me think oh but i thought no don't listen to just what one person why would she say that well later on down the line she called me and asked me if i wanted to buy her business office so oh, it was quite funny hmm, that's funny mm, one of them so yeah that was my i haven't actually been given any positive advice i haven't um, honestly um no. unfortunately <laughs> i i haven't i think maybe because we work on our own and we didn't do floristry courses there was no one to give us advice when we first started um but mm. i mean advice that i've learned that i can give you i think is find your style and stick with it although yes. having said that I do love learning different skills but I think it's ever evolving mm. I think we're changing with the demand of style aren't we very true very um, true but I very, think as long as you true. feel comfortable in the style that you're creating but also like I love I had a, yeah, I had definitely. a wedding last March that was totally not my style that I absolutely loved teaching myself it was the all white one with the orchids mm. Can you remember uh, it? Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I'd never done a style, never done a style of bouquet no. like that. And the bride was amazing enough to trust me, and mm. I really enjoyed the process of teaching myself a new yeah, style. Yeah. And it felt yeah. exciting because it was new. But I do feel comfortable going back to sort of my roots, I suppose, with the very wild and naturally natural style bouquet yeah yeah so I think find your style and and stick with it and practice 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 go to the supermarket go to your local florist any time you have got any spare time you have practice I do it now if I've got any flowers left over from a wedding I'll practice a certain bowl arrangement that I haven't made before but I want to know how to make Mm. I'll practice a flower crown I'll practice wiring a buttonhole anything any opportunity you have practice because practice makes perfect it really does um so another question is from jess um she said love listening to the first episode thanks jess oh how nice is that i know um and she's asked i would love some wedding inspo slash considerations so i think wedding inspiration um don't follow trends I think the best place is Instagram I know I have a lot of people who send me Pinterest boards I know you do too Molly but I mean I mean it's the same on Instagram Mm. really there is always a filter on the photograph 
unless mm-hmm. me and Molly have taken it on our iPhone, there is always a filter mm-hmm. on the photograph. So not all the colours are exactly what they are in real life. No. But I think Instagram is definitely your biggest inspiration. And also your venue. I think you said that, Molly, didn't you? Yeah, massively the venue, yeah. I mean, enhancing the venue's natural beauty is a big thing of mine. We've got a lot of, um, you know old buildings that are now been restored and used at wedding venues around here so if they've got for example if they've got a lovely big alcove in the wall which is a venue not far away Davenport House they've got two massive alcoves in the wall they are just screaming out for urns to fit into them so straight away it's like you know enhancing the the natural features of a venue I think is yeah definitely and I think as well a a good tip I suppose if you're clueless on flowers or you don't know what flowers to have for your wedding and you're not dead set on a on a style of flower or a particular flower type if you're a year away from your wedding or two years whatever season your wedding is go out to garden centers go out into the wild I suppose Mm. and have a look what is growing in your garden at that time of year and that can give a lot of inspiration trust your florist also trust your florist yeah (laughs) for advice massively yeah, come on, yeah, it's, that's got to be the best, surely. Jess also said, any considerations to take when, you know, with, with flowers? And I think by this, Jess, you mean what to consider when choosing what arrangements to have for your wedding, I think. So I would say considerations... Um, when you have your budget in mind and you get quotes from your florist, if you want a big broken arch or you want a big statement feature and then you want something on the tables if your budget isn't going to stretch to table arrangements and the the broken arch or the statement feature I would consider dropping the table decorations just having sort of candles or the table numbers anything on there I think consider Mm. quality over quantity consider statement features because those statement features are going to be in your pictures they are going to be in your wedding album for the rest of your life they will be moved they will be they will set the vibe for the day whereas table Mm, centers or some little bits like that the photographer might get a couple of images of them but i would consider quality over quantity statement features over having loads of little bread and spreading, spreading too yourself far. too thin mm. yeah what would you say yeah yeah I yeah. agree yeah definitely agree with that one and I would also consider when you're getting quotes off florists I know this is probably a popular thing but don't just go with the florist that's given you the cheapest price because oh, no. I don't personally no, no, no. think you will get the quality of someone who's charging maybe a thousand pounds more but I'm hoping there's mm-hmm. a reason they're charging a thousand pounds more, you know. And I think as well, you you're better off, like we said a minute ago about styles. Choose a florist style yeah. over, like you said, the price. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go with the most expensive. You don't have to go with the cheapest. Go with someone that you love, that you know is going to smash your vision yeah. completely. And I think that's why it's really important to maybe choose a vibe for the day and have your color palette sorted for the day rather than going into too much detail elsewhere. Once you've got that, your florist can envision all of that, can't they? Yeah, 100%. Last question, Molly, before we go on to our in or out segment to end the the episode. Um, It's from Dan. He said, um, 
Thanks so much for writing in, Dan. How do you manage stress on wedding setups on the morning of a wedding? You were a pillar of calm for us on our morning. That's you. That is, is that me. You so wedding? I did Dan and Katie's wedding in December. And <laughs> uh, they didn't see you an hour before. <laughs> and if I'm being totally honest, Dan, <laughs> it was all an act. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But <laughs> it is a bit of the sort of. I was high. <laughs> It is a bit of... I'm only joking. I promise I wasn't. I promise I'm not. Molly! I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, it is a bit of the, the swan act, you know, like delicate on top, but feet are going crazy underneath the water for me on mm. the morning of a wedding setup. But um, I think for me, it really depends on the relationship I build with that couple um so for instance I already had an established relationship with Katie and Dan before they chose me to do the the flowers for their wedding um but I think even with couples I don't know it totally depends on the relationship that you build and I think if it's a really nice relationship there's sort of couples that I've stayed in touch with that that have become friends I feel a lot more relaxed which I think maybe some people might feel more Mm. pressured but for me I feel more relaxed we've only had like two phone calls leading up to it they've been like Gabby we trust you here's our color palette do you think we'll see you on the morning of the wedding I just feel like oh god they get me they're gonna leave me to it they'll be happy whereas if I get a bride or a couple that want 15 16 20 phone calls before the day and they've sent me pictures that are not my style of floristry so I think they've probably just seen me as a florist and not chosen me for my style. Mm. I feel so much more pressured and I feel so much more stressed that day than I do with people who I have a relationship with. I, I don't know how you feel. Um, I think I feel as long as I'm organised, um, as long as I know that I've done everything I possibly can and I've loaded the van, I've ticked it off, I know I've got it, I know then that I'm I I've got everything I need and I'm calm and I'm happy with everything. I think it's really down to organisation, isn't it? Um, organisation is key. Have you ever forgotten anything? Uh, yeah, I have. I forgot um, cable ties, which I really desperately need. Oh no, I mean like an arrangement. And oh no, um, <laughs> there was only one wedding. Oh, there was only only ever once. And actually, I think the bride failed to tell that she'd added an extra bridesmaid yeah and so where's the other bridesmaid bouquet and I was like shit what, what do you did mean you do bridesmaid? and I went back through all my emails um luckily I had leftover flowers back oh, at the studio God. which never happens so I raced back and made another bouquet but um that was the only time that ever happened and I did go back through the notes and I hadn't I wasn't made aware of that um so yeah um but yeah organization and again building up a relationship I've got so many couples now that are my friends isn't it lovely and that has been ah, oh, it's been so nice like I went for a walk through the quarry yesterday lovely area where we live and I bumped into Miriam who was a bride and it was just so nice to just be like hey how are you she had a little baby and it was just like it was just lovely it was just so so nice to be able Aww. to have that relationship with with couples yeah you know? um so definitely yeah. Have I answered that question? You have, you have, you have, absolutely. Um, Right, so we are nearing the end of our episode, Molly, so you know what that means it's time for, our in or out segment. 
As always, these are just our opinions. We don't mean to offend anyone. This We are not telling you what to do. It is just things that we are loving that we think should be done more. And it's things that we don't particularly like or we just want to see the back of. Um, so our ins this week. Molly, do you want to go first? What is your in? My in for this week is block colour arrangements. I would love to be able to do one of these or see a few more of it but yeah so whereas so say the bridesmaids are this is just a quick example that you might be able to vi- envision a little bit better so say you have one bridesmaid in pink one lilac one lemon one peach and one orange Ooh. that the the bridesmaids that's in orange their bouquet would be orange bridesmaid in lilac a lilac bouquet peach bo- peach dress peach bouquet pink dress pink bouquet nice that's what i would like to do and then the bridal would be a mixture of all of those and then again say you had a long meadow made the meadow would start as like a pink orange peach green yellow um and it would run within those blocks um yeah that's my in for this week so my in is bows because I think it's a trend we are seeing everywhere at the moment. It's all over Instagram. I'm seeing it a lot on Pinterest. I'm seeing it everywhere, basically. Um, and yeah. it's my in because I absolutely adore bows. I love them for weddings, for Christmas, on clothes. Like I know I've sent you inspiration pictures of wedding dresses where there's a lot of bows on yeah, them. Lovely. I really like that. I think mm. they look beautiful in a wedding setting. I've seen a lot of bows tied on napkins I've seen them tied around the base of candles even just sort of like loose on the table which I think look really really pretty but there is an element to bows and this is where it's not an it doesn't turn into an out it turns into sort of a middle ground where there's Mm. an unrealistic way to them And by that, I mean, Mm. so tying bows around the base of a candle holder looks gorgeous. It's fine. They're not going to be touched, so that's great. But it's when you see photo shoots or editorial shots where the bows are tied around the actual tapered candle themselves. I just think... Not ideal. That's a fire hazard. That is a disaster waiting to happen. Mm. Yes, they're all over Instagram mm. on these photo shoots and they look gorgeous and they are in a wedding setting. However, that candle has probably been lit for 10 seconds just for the illusion yeah. of it being lit. And yeah. then the bow Classic will get... Instagram exactly, reality. the bow will get untied and be used for something else. At a wedding, if you've got bows t- tied around a tapered candle... Those candles probably get lit, what, half an hour before you sit down at the tables to eat? Absolutely, Then you're at the tables for how long? Two hours-ish, sometimes more. Two hours? Those candles burn down, and if your bow is tied halfway around, they're not only going to get wax on them, they are going to set on fire. (laughs) So as lovely as they look in editorial shots, I just think when you're looking at trends like that, just think about the realistic side of them. You can have bows. Yeah, yeah it's You can hard, create that look by maybe just tying it around the base of the candle holder and not the actual candle themselves. But I yeah. do love them, so that's why it's my in. Yeah, yeah they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right, outs then, Molly. What is your out for this week? So my out for this week, and I'm not, again, not saying it's it's 
wrong or this is the right thing. But my out for this week is wrapped ribbon around yep. a bouquet. I prefer to do the trailing yep. ribbons because I think it looks beautiful against sort of my vibe, similar to your vibe, very relaxed um, and sort of unset, isn't it? Our floristry is very wild and I think the flowers have all got their own little space for their movement and I feel as though the ribbon should have I that agree. too. It looks um, beautiful on so I think if you've got a relaxed images bouquet, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, stunning. And videography, you know, when you're walking and your dress is going or suits are going um, and you've sort of got this trailing ribbon um, being blown in the wind a little bit, I just think it looks lovely opposed to maybe something that's it's set, um, wrapped around. Yeah, yeah. What about yours? What about yours out for this week? My out is a controversial one because I know it's a Marmite one. I know loads of people and florists love it. I don't love it um, and it's eucalyptus. Mm, I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. hate it with a passion and I know that's controversial. So many people love eucalyptus. My mum absolutely loves eucalyptus. Oh, I have so many issues with it. I think, for me, it makes my flowers look dated. I really do. Um, your flowers, because you use eucalyptus, I think your flowers look amazing. My flowers would never look like that if I put eucalyptus in. It just never turns out the way I envisioned a bouquet looking when I whack a bit of eucalyptus in there. I will, of course, use it if I have specific requests for it. But I think, mm. because I do get a lot of flowers that I love I always ask people what flowers do you love what flowers do you hate yeah same. I get a lot of like yeah. roses you know all the all the typical flowers and then I love eucalyptus as well and I think do you do you love eucalyptus or is it the only foliage that you know yeah probably. because for me there are so many more options of foliage that mm, I agree can achieve a much a much better of fresher organic look than eucalyptus um also mm. from a practical side i don't know about you i hate the stuff because it doesn't last it dries out so quickly mm. it goes crispy and oh i just i hate it it's been and done for me um and it fits mm. into the category of lush and sage green and it's like no, I know what you mean. I think I, I try and cram it in. I try and put it in there if it's obviously asked for, like you said. Um, but I don't make it the focal greenery unless, unless that's what's been unless requested. Unless requested, yeah. So I think snippets of it, and maybe I would never just use one type. I would use, if I'm ordering eucalyptus, I would order three different variations of it opposed to just yeah. using one just so it sort of breaks it down a little bit and it's not so bum yeah. in your face. Um, but they're good to grow because I've got one in the garden and i tell you what, it's well, massive. I don't use it for floristry because I don't want to touch it because it looks lovely, We had We but, had um, a eucalyptus tree in our old house in the front garden and we didn't plant it. It was already there when we, when we moved in. Mm. It was huge. I have never seen... It was taller than the house. I was... It was yeah, humongous. So, yeah, they're great as a tree in your garden. I just think... <laughs> Do you know they're poisonous? Are they really? Well? Highly poisonous, toxic to dogs, yeah. 
only koala bears eat it. Apparently, oh. that's what Mac told me. Oh, there me. we go. We've learned something, everyone. <laughs> Not going to see a koala bear around here, <laughs> are we? So that's your. <laughs> that's my out. Um, so that's your out. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Again, it's just your opinion, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't say it's right or wrong. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We've come to the end of our episode, episode two. As you know, as we said in the first episode, we're going to release one every other Friday. And you can now follow our work on our podcast Instagram, which is Florists Undone. As I said last week, you can always keep up to date with mine and Molly's work on our personal business Instagrams. Molly's is at blossom and bloom underscore florist on Instagram and I am at flowers in the wild on there as well. And again, if you've got any questions or want to hear us to discuss anything next week or the week after, whenever we film it, um, please just drop either of us a message on there or you can message our florist undone Instagram as well. Have you got anything to add more before we go? I don't think I have, and I'm not giggling this week, which is good. But um, if you've got any feedback, because you know from from what you've listened to today, please let us know. But um, I am thoroughly enjoying doing this, Me too. and um, yeah, we hope that you guys enjoy it too.